0: Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome to The Huddle. And I have uh, the privilege today of talking to uh, one of our our truck drivers, one of of many who have done a great job over the years, Steve Harper, who's in Sacramento, California. This is the time of year we appreciate our truck drivers. Um, You and team just do so much for the company and just retail in general all across the country. This country couldn't run without people like you who are constantly keeping stores, fulfillment centers, distribution centers in stock, moving goods between suppliers and ports to distribution centers. And um, you you might uh, forget this this year, because 2020, so many people have been home more. You may not remember how many trucks are out there that if without you and the team, we wouldn't be able to do things we do. And this has been quite a year, as you know, Steve, we had uh, all sorts of momentum changes early in the year. We've had the pandemic. So I'd just like to know from you, what's this year been like and how are you doing?
0: I'm doing well. Um, It has been a crazy year. Um, as far as things go in my little bubble, it's been probably busier from a transportation standpoint than it has in, in the past, um, doing the onboarding events and then, and then, uh, driving truck in between, uh, one nice thing about the pandemic is the traffic's been down. <laughs> we haven't had a lot of, a lot of issues there, but freight's been up, um, Safety has been a, a big concern, and as far as the um, day-to-day life, my life really hasn't changed all that much, other than mask mandates and other restrictions of, of the sort. But um, it, it's it's been it's been good.
1: Well, how did you, uh, Steve? How did you end up starting with Walmart, and when did you start with Walmart?
0: I started with Walmart uh, ten years ago, nine and a half years ago. Um, My background is after the late 70s, early 80s, after I left law enforcement, I got into transportation and um, was an operations manager and and fleet manager for a private fleet here in California and transitioned back to Arizona and uh, did a few little personal ventures, bought a flower shop of all things. My wife and daughters ran that and I played golf and and then um, one day I decided I was going to buy my own trucking company and I had three pieces of equipment and and, uh, ran that business uh, for for a while, 10 years or so. And one day a friend of mine wanted to expand his business and he was looking for a truck and a cow trailer. What I did was haul cattle and a flatbed and uh, he had money. So he purchased my equipment and my friends were already working here at Walmart. So I applied and by some type of miracle, you guys hired me and it's been uh, started up in Hermiston, Oregon and then transferred down to Grantsville, Utah and then up to Corinne, Utah, where I'm at now. And it's closest to my house and the opportunities that came my way here at Walmart, which, you know, led to the mentoring on the uh, PeopleNet program and in transit and then these onboarding events uh, came about and that's. That's really afforded me a lot of opportunities, which led to the road team, and and now I travel around a little bit out here in the west and assist in the onboarding along with uh, a bunch of other people, and it's been a it's been rewarding and, and um, different for me, but I like this type of work.
1: Steve, that's great. It sounds like you're a, almost a serial entrepreneur from buying and selling businesses and flower. You owned the flower shop, and now you're a training drivers. So feels like you, uh, you love to do things that are, are uh, hard and challenging and, and unique is that, does that describe you right?
0: I do like challenges I, I get bored easy <laughs> I, I like to uh, expand I like to try new things I like um, just I like being challenged and that's, that's, that's what really occupies me
1: And what's the, uh, the onboarding event? What's it like? What are the events like, and the team of people? Just for those that are listening that that don't know what it is, can you talk a bit about what that's like.
0: When we were doing the large centralized events in Casa Grande, Arizona, back in August, September, I believe it was of 2018, it was a learning curve for us and the company and and uh, the new drivers. We hadn't done anything like that prior, so we brought. All the driver candidates or applicants into a centralized location. At the time, it was Casa Grande, Arizona. Back then, everybody was flying in on a Sunday, and then Monday we start the assessments. And we have a driving assessment, we have a backing assessment, and a pre-trip assessment. And each each applicant does each one of those every day for three solid days. So there's nine sets of eyes looking at them and evaluating their skill level. And each day they're uh, assigned a, uh, on a system, whether they're track ones or track twos, and track one's good to go, track two needs, needs a little work. And we assess that each day, and then the second day, and then the third day. The drivers come in and they demonstrate their skill level, and we decide that they are ready for Walmart, be a Walmart driver, or, or they're not, and what areas they need work in takes quite an effort for our leaders to that guide us there to uh, make sure everything flows. But it, we got in a groove and, and uh, then the pandemic hit. And here we are doing localized events and and uh, safety manager in Sacramento, Marty Evans, has done a fine job putting together a real good venue here at the McClellan Air Park. And we had one last week and it went, went off without a hitch. It's interesting to see the applicants that want to come to work here that want to be part of what we believe is the best of the best and they come forth and they put forth their best effort. And, and we, uh, hopefully we can put them to work and continue to do that and get this where we need to be with our staff.
1: That's great. There's a, there's a lot to pull these off. And uh, I was, I was looking at uh, someone something sent me over the weekend and, the culture of Walmart drivers is interesting. It goes back to uh, our founder, Sam Walton. He would go and sit with drivers, as I was told, as early as 4.30 in the morning for a couple hours. And, and just listen, I'm sure you can learn a lot about what's really going on in the business with your peer network. I can only imagine the stories you must hear. And uh, you probably got a pulse on, on the whole business from the point of view you're in. But it does make a big difference what what you're doing to make sure that the drivers that are out moving goods around the country are safe, they're trained, they're professionals, which, which our drivers have a reputation of. Number one reason people leave Walmart who are driving is retirement. So I think that's a, a great sign that there's, there's a lot of tenure longevity. So um, when, you run, when you talk to these drivers, what, what kind of mileage do you run across? What kind of pe- stories do people have about how many, how many miles they've driven and driven safely? What
0: are some things you hear? kind of a spattering of, of different experience levels we've had uh, people that have come here have been driving for 40 years prior to ever applying here and we have people like last week that are barely meeting the men calls that have been driving for about two and a half to three years and it's interesting to see what they thought they were coming to join you know that driving that just driving around in circles looking out the windows all day isn't isn't quite what it's all about anymore. But, you know, to see them come from the long haul, coast to coast, just get in the truck and drive for a week to coming here and dealing with stores and in and out multiple times a day and, and in and out of DCs and in and out of vendors and getting out of the truck and back in so many times a day and never really having to go too far out of your region is different. Than what a lot of these these drivers are are used to, and me included. When I had my own trucking company, I I could end up in Boston, or Florida, or Orlando, or anything like that. On a personal note, I was in Orlando, Florida, when my house in Utah burned to the ground at 10 o'clock at night. I'm like, there was nothing I could do, and thankfully I have a independent, headstrong wife that that took care of everything and the kids at the time and I stayed out and did what I needed to do. And um, I'm thankful for this type of job where I'm never more than a day's ride from home if anything were ever happened again. And I think that's what a lot of people are looking for. They're looking for that stability that we offer as a company that kind of a regional or interregional type of dispatch where they know what their days off are gonna be, which they never knew before um, and and the money is good there to support your family with. And the equipment and the support staff, the transportation office, the shop, all of that comes together to provide them with, a, with an experience that from what I can tell, most of them really haven't had in the past. And that image of being a truck driver just sitting in a seat and driving from California to Boston and back and um, is changing. You know with the hours of service regulations changing the uh, the type of freight and deliveries that we have um, they're excited about
1: you said you talked to other drivers along the way um you know what kind of what kind of network of friendships have you made and I'm assuming probably all around the country now when you pass another person and you get to talk i'd, I'd love to hear about what it's like between uh between the drivers
0: locally it's everybody wants to know where everybody else is and what they're doing and where they've been and how their week's gone and, and what's happened to them. And, and I know that over the, um, nine and a half years I've been here, I've developed a lot of friendships that I've made since my orientation, when I came here that are what we like to call friends for life. And they made an impact in my life and, and, and uh, supposedly mine and theirs, I hope. And, uh, you stay in touch, but my circle got bigger and they're scattered out from the East Coast to the Southeast to the West Coast and everywhere in between. And It's different, but in a good way. You're, you're never really all that far from home and you keep in touch with your friends and you see your friends at the DCs and, and things like that, but you miss, the, you miss the friends that you made that are 2,000 miles away as well.
1: And I assume most people haven't driven from from the West coast of Boston. So I, I I just would say I've never done that. And it's, it does seem like a long way away. So I'm sure well, that- You right. know, you've
0: done it a lot when you can do it without a map.
1: <laughs> That's exactly right. Stick <laughs> to those states and go.
0: We have this saying, you know, it's like, uh, well, I don't go there because it's on the other side of the crease in the middle of the map. If it's on that side <laughs> of it, I don't go there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Certainly appreciate you taking the time with us this morning. I know you got up early to do this and I appreciate what you're doing for drivers and new drivers all across the country. And uh, I just want to say a big thank you to you and your peers and, and all the, uh, all the members of the fleet across the whole country. We couldn't do what we do without you and, and uh, many communities this year depended on their, their Walmart store for essentials and grocery and consumables and, this is all part of Solution. So I just want to say thanks for taking the time this morning and uh, look forward to thank seeing you. you out on the road somewhere.
0: Thank you for having me and thank you for your leadership. Yeah, thank you. Take care.